Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit is rampant. Bullshit. I don't think that's the right theme. Uh, rebuilt my computer. No, it didn't feel right. Yeah, rebuilt my computer. Ah. Drag that over into the soundboard. Think it's uh, yeah. the, an early draft the of the previous. Theme. Yeah. Yes. Sorry yes. about that. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to Bullshit Filter <laughs> the News, episode thirteen. Recorded this day of our Lord Augustus, the fifth of Augustus. Uh, actually, uh, my time, fourth of Augustus oh, in yeah. the United States of Trump. Welcome back to the new show, Ray. It's uh, been uh seven eight weeks since we've done a new, no six four three four five so six weeks maybe i don't know my maths it's early on a sunday morning that's it's it's been over a month let's just right. put it that way since we've done a new yeah, show obviously yeah. people who have been paying attention uh ray and i were in europe for three yes. or so weeks with a nice group of people there's been rumors murmurs for a while Oh, what? Something well, now is... two of Australia's biggest media what? players are set to combine forces with Nine and Fairfax announcing they plan to merge. Well, that's our first story. Just a bit of a video playing in the background there <laughs> on the website. Right. <laughs> so let's get... I thought maybe someone took over the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the CIA's uh, finally taken over. <laughs> um, so we're going we're gonna to cover some stories today about uh, media mergers, about uh, the Pope about uh, American political yeah. conspiracy theories, uh, what Americans care about, about Apple's valuation. Let's see how far we get. 3D gun printing. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and what does it take to be a good, or what makes up a good leader? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So I wanted to start off, um, I know this is a bit of an Australian story, so uh, um, people may not care so much about the details, but I guess the trend is something that I wanted to talk about. So it's announced in the last week in Australia that uh, one of the biggest media deals ever seen in Australia, Channel 9, which is uh, one of the three commercial networks that we have in Australia. So we, we, we don't have a million mm-hmm. TV stations here. We, we have... Basically, three uh, free-to-air TV networks, uh, Channel 9, Channel 10, and Channel 7. Um, we have the, a- mm. the ABC, which is owned by the government, SBS, which is sort of a non-profit funded by the government, mostly it's a little bit of advertising that does um, sort of uh, the international programming, foreign language, films, and, and news, and that kind of stuff. Um, then we have uh, Foxtel, which is a, a joint venture between 20th Century Fox uh, News Corporation, I guess, and um, Telstra, our, our biggest telco, um, that has a lot of sport, a lot of cable type shows on it, um, and then some streaming operators. So anyway, Channel 9 ha- is merging slash acquiring one of our largest... Mm-hmm. Uh, newspaper slash radio networks, uh, Fairfax. It's uh, a $4 mm. billion dollar merger. Uh, basically, though, Fairfax is being swallowed up. Now, Fairfax has been around for, I don't know, 160, 170 years in Australia. They own you know, the biggest newspapers, uh, metropolitan newspapers uh, in Melbourne and, and Sydney in particular. They own a, the biggest new, businessy newspaper, the Australian Financial Review here, basically our sort of Wall Street mm-hmm. journal. Um, and they're being gobbled up, and a lot of people are uh, upset about this uh, because it's more media consolidation. Um, you now have the biggest television station buying the biggest newspaper network. Whether Fairfax or News Corp's papers are bigger, I don't know, but I'm thinking it's probably Fairfax's bigger. Um, And people, yeah, people are getting riled up over it um, because they're concerned about media consolidation, something which up until recently was limited by law in this country. Uh, previous, Previous government in the uh, 80s, 
passed uh, some laws that said uh, media companies were only allowed to control uh, a certain amount of media. If you, you, you know, your traditional three cha- um, platforms, I guess, television, radio, and newspaper, you could only be involved in two out of the three, and you could only have a certain level of interest in those three. But those limitations, those restrictions have been steadily removed by right-wing governments over the last 15 or so years to the point now where the largest television station is buying the largest uh, newspaper network that also has, I think, the largest radio network. So the Channel 9 outfit now, which used to be owned by the Packer family, which was Australia's richest family from long, long, long time. Um, they tried to buy the podcast network uh, at one point. I told them to go fuck themselves, but that's another story. Um, they, uh, so they... If you, could, if you could go back in time, would you change your answer? Just curious. Hmm. Yes. I probably would have. Uh, okay. I probably would have done it differently. Hmm. I probably would have taken their money um, and let right. them ass rape me. Um, but uh, here, here, yeah. Sorry, yeah. it may have led to interesting corridors. But um, then again, you know, I probably wouldn't have gone to Corsica to meet the love of my life. I probably would have been. Um, That's true. Snorting coke off of hookers' tits instead, uh, somewhere in Vegas. I don't know. Um, and you could marry one of them. I, I but probably anyway. wouldn't be doing these shows with you, and uh, you know, and, and the other thing, interesting opportunities that you and I have going on at the moment that we can't say too much about. It's a secret. No, but hush, 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 yes. free hush, hush. Exactly. Wink, wink. Exactly. Anyway, exactly. mostly legal, by the way. Go my ahead. life is good. I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining. Um, good. So, where am I going with this? So. People are concerned. So these guys are now Channel One will own TV, radio, and newspapers in this country, and also Stan, which is our a local Netflix competitor. It was already a joint venture between Nine and Fairfax, but now Nine will own it Holos Bolos, and and Nine has a reputation for being tabloidy television. Their quote unquote news shows mm-hmm. are famously trashy shit. Um, Right. And, you know, people are concerned that the, the direction that they will lead the newspaper and radio news outlets will be in a similar vein, and I'm sure they're right. But um, I guess the question uh, in my mind is whether or not I should give a shit about media consolidation. Well, if you don't pay attention to their commercials, their ads, their points of view, their editorials? The answer is no. But as we're going to see later on in the show, there are people out there, and this time I'm speaking of America, who will swallow almost anything that is presented to them through the internet, through a podcast, through the news. And so if they are going to acquire all this, um, a larger segment of the audience, and be able to spew their um, message and it's obviously their message is going to be self-serving because everybody's message is self-serving. They're, they will have an, an indirectly more control over what people are exposed to and perhaps what they think and feel about certain issues. As opposed to you who will swallow anything that's put in front of you in a hotel room in Vegas, as we've learned. Um, as long as there's a $5 bill next to it. And a line of Coke. Um, now, yeah, like, and, and I guess that's how I feel about it. Like, I... Haven't owned a television for, I don't know, 10 years. Um, don't don't listen to the radio. Don't read the newspaper. Read online news, but it's highly, um, you know, filtered. And I don't see the ads because I have ad blockers. Selective. Um, yeah, it's highly selective right. what I read. Um, I don't read the Fairfax websites. I don't read the news uh, corporation websites. Um but I know that most of my fellow Australians aren't necessarily that discerning. Um, we know that... Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and this is the other irony for this. So um, I was talking to my kids about this the other day. I remember when I was first in Brisbane about 10 years ago, I was invited because I was still somewhat of a uh, digital celebrity in those days. I was invited to... Yeah, you were. I invited to go to um, like the commencement of uh, a class, a journalism class at one of the universities here in Brisbane uh, to give a to give a tour to be on a panel actually. 
along with um, the head of news for Channel 7 Brisbane and the head of you know, the, the editor of one mm-hmm. of the newspapers here and one of the big shots at radio and whatever. And uh, they were, uh, in their opening messages, we were all asked to talk about the future of journalism, etc. Of course, it came to me. And I said, well, my key message to you all is drop out now, mm-hmm. uh, change change courses, find something else to do because, you know, honestly, journalism is dead. Um, the economics behind the industry is fucked. Newspapers probably won't be around 10 years from now. Um, so go and do something else, honestly. And and the guys, the other guys on stage groaned and they were saying, oh, Riley's well known as just a, you know, a firebrand who likes to create and stir up trouble and blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, really, mm-hmm. motherfucker? And then afterwards, after a beer, uh, we were having a private chat. They all said to me, actually, you're totally right. We can't wait to get the fuck out, man. We're just trying to, <laughs> trying to close close out our contract and we're going to do something else. It's fucked. But uh, they wouldn't say that publicly and they certainly wouldn't say that in front right. of a bunch of students. And so here we have, obviously, the, the reason this, this acquisition has happened is because Fairfax is fucked economically uh, as a newspaper um, empire and radio. Now, one of the things that Nine's gobbling up here is Fairfax does own something called domain.com.au. It's an online real estate um, platform for, for selling real estate. Um, that... Mm-hmm. is Oceans of Gold. Uh, they used to call it Rivers of Gold. Now I think it's Oceans of Gold. They make a lot of money still out of that. Wow. Um, radio is barely holding on, I think. Um, but I think Nine's basically buying it for the uh, the the advertising stuff. Of course, that's right. the main source of revenue that, that Fairfax have. Anyway, so back to consolidation of media. So I know a lot of people do still watch TV. They listen to radio and... and they read newspapers, not as many as there used to be. Uh, audiences have fragmented over the last 15, 20 years, but they still have a certain amount of influence. And they're able to influence uh, the way that people think, particularly about uh, social issues and, and about elections and the like. And that's a concern to me. But I figure that, you know, it's 2018, bitches. Like, uh, the internet's been around for a little while mm-hmm. now. Um People have had the ability to engineer their own media landscape for 25 years. Um, and if they're right. not doing it, if they're still just sitting in front of the TV or the radio or the newspaper, then they're probably not going to change. And and does yeah. it really matter if the TV, radio, and newspaper are owned by three separate evil corporations or just one evil corporation is it really going to make that much <laughs> difference to it's not like fairfax was being run by a bunch of socialist commie investigative journalists you know it's a for-profit corporation that was run according to the rules of for-profit corporations which is for-profit mm-hmm. media corporations which is um, make as much money as possible um, and try to avoid offending as many of our advertisers as possible uh, and colour within the lines, right? So I don't know that it makes that much difference in if I really give a shit. Right. However, um, zooming out a little bit, even though this is going to be a, a pretty impressive consolidation, it may not be the last step. You know, what's the next thing that gets bought up or consumed or, or, or taken over? So... Because the point you made earlier, since the laws have been semi-recently changed, who's to say that this process is going to stop here? That's when maybe it becomes a concern. Because like you said, I think at least 40% of most Western countries are uh, English-speaking countries. Most of the people just sit in front of the TV and they just take in whatever is put on the news in front of them. I certainly uh, know people like that. I'm related to people like that and they don't question it. And they, then they go out and they repeat it to everybody. And so it might not be an issue now, but that's not to say it might not be an issue in the future. Well, I think it is an issue now. I, I think that um, those people are going to be influenced by big media and I'm sure the consolidation will continue. Mm-hmm. Although honestly, we don't have a lot, a lot left to consolidate in this country. We have a very <laughs> limited amount of competition in the media space as it is. There's only three or four big players ah. and one of them just bought the other one. Um, 
But it, yeah, my point is that they're all owned by big evil corporations. So um, does it matter if it's one big evil corporation or two? I guess there's slightly yeah. more competition to tell different sides of a story. Maybe if you have three or four big corporations owning the media. But at the end of the day, they're all run by the same... Uh, culture, which is color within the lines, don't upset the people in power, make the money. There's no real incentive for any for-profit media corporation to challenge the system, challenge the elite. Because the... So it breaks down like this in my mind. The men and women who run large corporations, whether they're media corporations or any other kind of corporations, are making a couple million dollars a year in salary uh, and bonuses, and they've got all the perks. They're at the top of the food chain Mm -hmm. when it comes to Western capitalism. Um, What incentive do they have to allow their the business that they run to try and change the system to make it more equitable, more fair, better distribution of wealth uh, amongst the people, more fairness, more justice. They don't. Why would why would you spend a life, your lifetime, getting to the top of something and then change it? It's working for you. You're you're you're, right. you're, you're a master of the universe. You're on top of the heap. Why? What possible incentive do you have to fuck with the system? You want to maintain the status quo as much as possible once you reach the top. You don't want to fuck with it. Fucking with it, change brings unknowns, instability. You don't want that. You want to know that uh, the money's going to keep coming in. So I can't see why (laughs) any of them would want to change it. So, you know, they're going to give the appearance that they support this or that change, but they're really just playing around the edges. They, they, None of them are going to be saying, you know what, capitalism is fucked and uh, our democracy is a sham and let's, uh, you know, get out the pitchforks and light the torches and throw out the elite and uh, get rid of the psychopaths. They are the elite psychopaths. They're not going to say that. So it doesn't matter a great deal to me if it's one psychopath or three psychopaths that are running the media. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all the same. The people, the only way we're going to get changes, the people need to run the media. And that was why I started the podcast network uh, all those years ago. It's what I believe in is the, 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 the internet gave us the opportunity for the people to take control over their content. Um, But of course, what's happened over the last 20 odd years is every time one of those, somebody has has built something of any worth, whether it was Jason Calacanis building weblogs or or Ariana Huffington building HuffPo or any number of online media companies, even myself in the early days with the podcast network. Then uh, the big money comes along and goes, oh, yeah, you're doing okay there. Let's, uh, Let's buy you out. And then right. you have the option of you say yes, and then they take control, kick you out, and cr- and kill it, or or turn it like they did with HuffPo, just turn it into shitty nonsense, and like AOL did with uh, Weblogs Inc. And I think they also bought HuffPo, just turn it into just trashy tabloidy shit, um, advertiser yeah. friendly junk. Um, or you say no, like I did, and then you just run out of money and, and crash and burn and die uh, the first <laughs> at the first bump in the road. But with your dignity. <laughs> yeah. This... What's that, what's that line from Serenity? Hold on. This is a good death. There's no shame in this. In a man's death, a man who has done... Fine works. Yeah, that's uh, basically how yeah. it feels. There is no shame. This is a good death. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Thank that's you. media consolidation. Um, let's move on. Well, speaking of all powerful, there's there's corporations, but then there's Q, which I assume they met the person, the character who began and ended the Star Trek series, The Next Generation. But it turns out it wasn't the all-knowing Q. 
this is a bunch of, I guess, catch-all conspiracy theories started by... Speaking of which, I read this morning Jean-Luc Picard is coming back to Star Trek. Oh, yeah, I think I ran across it somewhere and and I didn't explore it. So, so what is he doing? Is it going to be a movie? A a series. A a new TV, new Star Trek TV series with Patrick Stewart bringing back Jean-Luc Picard. Um, And the story apparently is, you know, 20 years has passed since we saw Jean-Luc Picard. And in that 20 years, uh, he had really bad plastic surgery. So apparently even in the 26th century, Plastic surgery right. is still a bit touch and go. <laughs> <laughs> With all of their technology, yeah, think, they still can't. Before you do yeah, it. they can still yeah. botch a plastic yeah. surgery job. But anyway, getting back to Q. Yeah. Sorry to cut anyway, you off. Yeah, yeah. So, according to the Daily Beast, Q began posting anonymous internet message boards back in October of 2017. We don't know if it's a person or persons, but the point is they seem to have grabbed onto a lot of different conspiracy theories. Some of them are way, way out there. But again, like I said earlier, people, some people, some percentage of each country will believe whatever is put in front of them. And so now you actually start to see people holding up Q signs and wearing Q shirts uh, at Trump's rallies as he as he um, uh, stumps for various candidates running in this fall. Yeah, so a little, to drill down a little bit on that background. So Q, if, if you're going to start seeing this if you haven't already on Facebook and Reddit and on the news. Um, there's this alt-right conspiracy theory, uh, well, a group of theories, um, Mm -hmm. apparently being leaked by Q. Now, um, according to the mythology here, this person, Q, is somebody who has a top-level security clearance, um, works inside the deep state of the United States, um, and they, they started posting on you know, the dark, musty corners of the internet like 4chan and 8chan uh, last year. And, and they've got evidence, they claim, of a worldwide criminal conspiracy. Um, some of the claims that Q is making is that uh, Robert Mueller isn't actually investigating Trump uh, and nope. the ties of the campaign to Russia. He's actually investigating Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and John Podesta and John McCain and... uh, He's working with Trump. Yeah. Mueller is working with Trump. And when Trump, you know, chastises Mueller on Twitter, it's just a front, so no one realizes that he's really going after... uh, And what's he investigating the Clintons and Obama and these guys for? Well, maybe it's something to do with them actually being in cahoots with Vladimir Putin... Uh, or it could uh, be their involvement in a global pedophile ring. Um, both. You know, they, 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 there's a suggestion that the Clintons and Obama are all wearing um, location tracking ankle monitors so they can be monitored at all times. They're going to be sent to prison very soon in an event known as The Storm, a reference to Trump's remarks in front of some military leaders last year when he said something about the car. This is the calm before the storm. And they're like, oh, what's the storm? Um, you know, it, yeah. the fact that Trump said it means that it could be anything or nothing. It just, he happened to see the words, the storm on a ice cream truck a minute before that. <laughs> he was like, oh, the storm. Um, <laughs> I like shiny. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yes. Well, here's my thing. So, so obviously this is, in my opinion, stupid. It's insane. None of these claims by Q have been proven to date. However, there are very rural, real-world consequences for stuff like this. Back in June, a man was driving an armored vehicle carrying two firearms, and he shut down a highway near the Hoover Dam, and he was holding up a sign that said, Release the OIG report, which is the report that talks about um, former uh, FBI Comey's uh, handling of the Hillary email investigation. Uh, his name was Matthew Wright. Obviously, he's now in jail facing terrorist or terrorism charges. And there's been other people who have um, he, who have either accused or th- threatened or um, threatened to hurt other people. So again, people are buying this, people are believing this, and they're acting on it, thinking that they're helping Trump save the world. So it's not just a bunch of people spouting stuff off that makes the rest of us laugh. Some people are buying into this lock, stock and barrel and they're taking action. 
You know, I think this gets back in some ways to the consolidation of media story. I mean, the mm-hmm. these uh, supporters of Q um, are, are living in the dirty, dark recesses of the internet, um, swallowing this stuff up. Right. And, and you know that. So that's the the downside of people getting their information from the internet. I think. But well, look, we've always had conspiracy theories. Well, before the internet, we yeah. had conspiracy theories. And and I have a I have a, a you know a difficult relationship with conspiracy theories because, on one hand, I don't accept the conventional narrative um, 100% of the time because, as you and I have talked about on our shows over the years, uh, you know we know for a fact that governments lie and have lied to mm-hmm. the people since time began, since governments began. We know that right. the media lies or obfuscates or, or parrots an official narrative um, and, and um, I demonstrated mm-hmm. that uh, when Castro died, when I did the three-hour analysis takedown of the New York Times' obit on Castro. Um, right. Just as an example, as a case in point. Um, so, on one hand, I think it is naive to just believe um, the official narrative that comes out of the government and, and the media. On the other hand... I also don't believe you can run around just buying into any conspiracy theory that you hear either. Um, yeah. You know, it, it takes um, a fair amount of intellectual discipline and rigor to build uh, a case for anything that you want to believe. You know, it's a bit like I approach it the same way I approach sort of religion. Um, you know, my, my, my bucket theory of religion. Um, mm. There's, there's 10,000 gods that people believe in and you can't believe in all of them. So you have to try and have a system for figuring out which one, if any, is likely to be the real one. Um, and, and how you do that, um, there, you know, there are various ways. You can just believe the one that your parents believe in or you can believe the one that your wife believes in or you can believe in the one that makes mm-hmm. you feel good. Um, you can believe in the one that offers you the biggest upsides. Or you, yeah. you, you can use something like the scientific method to say, well, let's see which ones are falsifiable based on the um, evidence and, and experimentation and uh, the ones that aren't falsified, maybe they're the ones that are likely to be true, the theories. I think it's the same thing with conspiracy theories, right? There's lots of conspiracy theories, and if you believe all the conspiracy theories, um, you're going to be busy because they're all yeah. contradictory. Um, so it's a process of trying to gather evidence, and where there is no evidence available... Mm-hmm. Um, which is often the case with alternative theories on mm, Kennedy assassination or whatever it is, um, 9-11. Uh, all you can really do is go, well, it's an interesting idea, but uh, until such time as evidence is presented uh, yeah. that, that falsifies the mainstream theories or supports an alternative theory... I'm going to remain uh, neutral on it. And it's the same with the mainstream theories as well. Like, um, you, you shouldn't just accept them because they are propagated by the yeah. outlets. You know, unless there's very strong evidence supporting them, you have to go, well, uh, you know, I'm neutral. I don't need to take a position yeah. on everything. Um, right. It won't matter. Well, you know, yeah. I, like I've been saying this and getting criticized for it about the Trump-Russia collusion thing for you know, close to two years now, saying, listen, <coughs> sorry, saying, listen, until such time, evidence for actual collusion is presented, I'm on the fence. And I've had various American uh, listeners and Facebook followers say, well, we don't have time for that. We have to act now. We can't, we can't, wait around for evidence we need to this is too important if it smells bad it probably is bad and we need to do and i'm like yeah i don't i don't believe that um i think uh you need to be consistent and and look for evidence before you get swept up 
in the, the, the fervor, the religious fervor that goes along with some of these things. It's like, well, we don't need to wait for evidence that the Jews are trying to undermine our society. Uh, let's just throw them all in concentration camps now um, because every minute we wait, uh, they, yeah. they will be undermining our society even further. I will give Q props for this. Um, his theory about Hillary Clinton, his or her, I don't know, uh, explains her uh, pantsuits that she wears all the time because obviously that covers up her ankle monitor. So I think he's right on that. I was pointing out to uh, GK, I think, on Facebook. Uh, GK met up with us in uh, <clears throat> Rome briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he was, uh, I think he's a bit of an alt writer. I think he was he was going on on Facebook about Hillary Clinton. Hey, he doesn't like her because she wears pantsuits, and but he likes Trump. Right. And I said, well, Trump technically wears pantsuits too. He goes, what? I've never seen him wear. I go, well, a, a, a pantsuit is really just a jacket and pants that are matching, pants. And, and and Trump right. wears them every day, except when he's playing golf, which is actually a lot of the time. But uh, <laughs> the rest of the time, he's wearing pantsuits. Uh, so you don't like That's Hillary because she wears pantsuits, you know. There yeah. are a lot of good reasons not to like Hillary Clinton, but uh, the fact that she wears a s- suits not- is not really one of them. No. Now pick something better. But the interesting thing about this is, uh, like, why... Okay. Why people uh, are so easily um, swept up in conspiracy mm. theories like this? The second question is, who is Q? Um, and right. is it, uh, is it a 15-year-old kid um, in his mother's basement just fucking around? Or is off. it yeah. uh, a Steve Bannon-esque uh, power player trying to create, uh, you know, a, a, a new uh, Tea Party-esque movement that can undermine the midterms? Um, or is it somebody else just fucking around? Or, or is it a legitimate... Uh, person inside the deep state with the clearances but why people get swept up so easily and you know i think what this gets back to it's the same with the fake how easily uh, uh trump's base have bought into the fake news um mm-hmm. uh, uh meme idea pitch. pitch right is that there's some truth to all of this like uh we know that the media gives us a lot of bullshit a lot of fake news so there's a lot of truth to it um, and, you know, I think we all know that the Democrats probably are just as dirty in many ways as the Republicans, whether or not the Clintons or Obama personally are dirty is neither here nor theirs. There's an, un- right. there's an underlying institution. Right. Yeah. I think there's an underlying acceptance on behalf of many Americans that your political institutions are corrupt. And neither mm-hmm. side has really done anything about cleaning that up. Trump obviously famously campaigned on drain the swamp and then got in and went, well, we need to fill up the swamp before we can drain the swamp. So let's bring in more swamp creatures. Uh, but even right. before him, Obama in 2008 <laughs> campaigned on uh, hope and uh, not faith. What was hope and uh, what was it? Hope. Some, I can't remember. Hope and Rainbows, I think it was. Hope and Rainbows was his campaign um, pol- uh, Did, platform. Oh. Yeah. Hope and Rainbows and Unicorns. And um, as we know, you know, came in and prosecuted more whistleblowers than any administration before him. Dropped a whole bunch of fucking drones on people. Uh, had American citizens killed without trial. Uh, so it's not just uh, Trump that that's uh, campaigned on one thing and then done the opposite. So I think a lot of Americans rightfully believe that there's just deep-seated corruption. And, and then we, we saw the whole thing with the DNC and how they fucked over Bernie Sanders. And, um, you know, right. people, there, there are underlying, good underlying reasons why people... Uh, believe that there is uh, corruption and scandal throughout the political system. And so it's just easy to lead them down these garden paths. The way to fix it 
isn't disparaging Q, it's to fix the system and to care and to, to elect people who uh, uh, seem to be determined to fix a system and then hold them to account when they don't. The thing that frustrates the fuck out of me about American Democrats is that uh, they had all this belief in Obama in 2008, and then he got in, did fuck all in terms of transparency and fixing the system. And at the end of it, they all go, oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard. I believe, this is, Chrissy says this all the right. time, I believe he's a good man and I believe he really wanted to do it and was meant to do it. But then he gets into the White House and he's like, oh, shit, you know, I can't do it because the forces of evil are too strong. So, so, but I'm like, okay, so if that's the case, you stand up and you say, uh, men and women of America, the forces of evil are too strong. I tried my best, but... Uh, I couldn't do it by myself, no. and uh, I'm going. You know, he could have done his last speech as president. Okay, maybe he couldn't have said that phrase. His last speech is pretty. Could have got up and gone. You know what? Uh, the forces of evil are too strong, and I couldn't get uh, my agenda through. Right. And I'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to cleaning, draining the swamp, cleaning up Washington. Right? He didn't do that, yeah. which means me believe Put he didn't really there. think that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So I don't buy that he's a good. He's a good man who just got you know buried by the swamp kind of thing um yeah. i think people just give them too much this it's too religious your political system is religious it's a fucking religion all right so that's q that's the breakdown on q for people if they want to know what Q's all about where do you want to go now um i guess my thing i don't know do you want to do immigration do you want to do leadership do you want to do apple do you want to do the pope i know you're a big pope fan yeah, let's do immigration. Um, I think this is an interesting story for a number of reasons. So Gallup just did a poll in uh, July in the United States mm-hmm. and asked people what the most important problem facing the nation was. And uh, 20, 22% of people they polled said it was immigration. Yeah. And this was in July and the previous month, June, it was only 14%. So someone or something has got that number to jump up significantly as far as polls are concerned to say that immigration is the top problem. Now, me personally, I can think of a few things that are probably worse than immigration. I certainly concede that it's a very important topic. I don't know if it's the most important problem our country is having. So can you explain to me uh, why Americans are so concerned about immigration right now? I mean, it's it's like a grab bag of things. Um, They're coming here. They're taking our jobs. They're getting benefits that they shouldn't be getting when there's so many Americans who aren't getting benefits. Um, They're they're perpetrating acts of violence. I mean, it's just a whole grab bag. It's like all the worst things you could possibly think about another human being. And we're blaming it all on the immigrants. But to be to get right to the heart of the matter, it's Trump who has made immigration the top issue uh, for his people, for the Republican Party, and obviously trying to help themselves um, in the uh, in the upcoming elections. But just the fact that he's hammering on it all the time has got it in the forethought, uh, the forefront of uh, people's minds. And again, it's not a problem; it's an issue. But because of his almost hysteria, it is now being seen as a problem. It always amazes me. They're taking out jobs. Um, you know, I guarantee you the people who say this sort of stuff are uh, dyed-in-the-wool capitalists. And capitalism is all about competition. Mm-hmm. So if these people are competing for the same jobs that you're competing for and they're getting the jobs over you, it means they're better. They're more com- Yeah, they deserve They're it. more deserving than you of getting that right. job. Um, now, yeah. maybe they're willing to do it more cheaply than you are, but hey, but that's that's capitalism. That's part of the pro- process, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So you either you either believe in f- open markets, free markets, and capitalism, or you don't. Just pick one. Um. Anyway, yeah, immigration. Right. Like, what would you what would you say the most important problem is facing your nation at the moment, Ray? Oh, I don't know. It's a little potpourri of uh, gun violence, opioid deaths, lack of affordable health care, and racism. I, I would pick almost any of those 
over immigration because because I I live in Virginia and there are a lot of people here from Latin America legally and otherwise and I watch I drive by as they're in the uh, the uh, vineyards they're in the apple orchards or whatever and I did some of that stuff when I was sixteen. I never fucking want to do it again. That's some hard ass work and you couldn't pay me enough to do it. And like you said, they're probably doing it for not a lot of money. So these people are working really hard. They're not getting paid a lot. They're not taking any jobs that I want. I'm completely okay with them working and taking the money and sending it back to wherever to support their families, that kind of stuff. But um, I, I have no problem with this. Yeah, you know, if it, what I think is the biggest problem facing your country is that uh, the wealth of the country is being stolen by the 0.01% of your population um, via the military-industrial complex. Yeah. Uh, and you've got this massive wealth disparity. That. that doesn't even show up in the, the, no. the list of the, I mean, the top uh, eight things here. Uh, it starts at the top, immigration. Dissatisfaction with government slash poor leaderships, 19%. Race relations slash racism, 7%. Unifying the country, 6%. Lack of respect for each other, 6%. Economy in general, 4%. Healthcare, only 3%. Ethics slash moral slash religious slash family decline, 3%. Right. And they're all, yeah. Um, Now... You know the 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 wealth divide, the wealth disparity, the fact that the one percent control ninety nine percent of the wealth, etc., <clears throat> doesn't show up. To me, that's the biggest issue mm. facing your country, but uh, <clears throat> because with that concentration of wealth into the hands of the few comes their ability to manipulate the political system, manipulate the media, right. etc., etc., which just it further entrenches these problems. Uh, the breakdown is interesting. So immigration for Republicans came in at 35%. Im- immigration mm-hmm. with the Democrats came in second uh, at 18% um, behind government only at 27%. Um, right. I'm interested, like, uh, I, I, w- I would have thought more Democrats than 27% would have said that the government is the biggest problem facing the nation at the moment. So that's interesting. You know, if I just yeah. went off of what I see on Facebook, uh, my Democrat friends, it's like all they ever think about is uh, getting rid of Trump. Um, right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, another thing that doesn't show up there is uh, collusion with Russia and Vl- <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Um, now, that's not to say that people don't think it's a problem. The question wasn't right. what are the things you are concerned about. It was what do you think is the most important problem. One of my friends here, uh, Des, uh, one of Tony Connison's friends actually, who became a friend of mine, Des, um, who's a barrister, a uh, top lawyer here. Um, bit crazy, but uh, nice guy. Um, he uh, he posted on Facebook saying Americans don't even care about Russia, based on this. And I said, well, it, it wasn't, the question wasn't, what do you right. care about? It was, what is the most important problem? Yeah. Yeah, Russia's not going to ever win that vote. So his his extra, uh, extrapolation is, is far from accurate. Now, a uh, gap between rich and poor was one of the options. Only 1% of the American population uh, said that was the most important problem, the gap between the rich and the poor. So would you say that Trump's sucking all the energy and air uh, on the airwaves and talking about immigration a lot has skewered our thinking and has, and this, this poll is a uh, proof of that, uh, but because it's something he keeps harping on, it's something that we now, it's in the forefront of our heads. And, and so I'm not surprised, but again, there are so many other serious topics, but maybe he wants us to focus on that. And like I said previously, it's self-serving for the Republicans. So why wouldn't he keep harping on immigration, which is truly not but, our number one problem? No, but Trump has always been harping on about immigration since the campaign. But if you go back and look at... Um the last few months of this Gallup poll, because they do this every month. You go back to January of 2018, immigration Mm -hmm. was 8%. 
Mm. Uh, it's a hell of a leap. Dissatisfaction with the government was 25%. Ah. So in January, it was 8% uh, immigration slash illegal aliens. February jumped up to 15. Then it went down to 9 in March. Then April, it was 11. May, it was 10. June, it was 14. July, it jumped to 22. So I don't know what's happened in July. Because quite frankly, we were in Europe and we were paying no attention <laughs> We were too busy focusing on ancient Greece, <laughs> the beauty and of ancient Europe, Rome exactly, and the Renaissance and each other's backsides. Right, right, the Renaissance. Um, so I don't, I don't know what in particular has made it. I jump. missed it. Uh, if you go back it. to March, thirteen uh, percent of people polled said gun control was the mm-hmm. most important issue, but uh, as of July, it's only two percent. They were like, ah. We haven't had a mass shooting in a month, so fuck it. Let's not worry about it. You know, we'll yeah. worry about it yeah. next time we have a mass shooting. Right. Until then, speaking of mass shootings, it's going to be easier to have mass shootings in a sense because now you can get your hand on a gun that has no serial number. You don't have to prove anything. You just got to get your hands on a 3D printer. So, hey, you know. But if you look at some of the other issues here, drugs, only 1%. Uh, terrorism, only 1%. Uh, North Korea, 1%. Uh, situation with Russia, less than 1%. Um, mm-hmm. Crime, violence, 1%. So it's interesting if you, if you look at these numbers and right. we're able to run a comparison about how much attention these issues get in the media. It'd be interesting mm. to see uh, how they line up. Like, if you took an average over a year of these numbers to see what people are most concerned about and then look to see uh, what percentage of the media time in TV, newspaper, and radio it gives coverage to these issues, I'm guessing that drugs, terrorism uh, rank a lot higher in terms of media coverage Mm-hmm. Uh, over the year than than 1% each. But I might be wrong. Somebody should do an analysis. That's actually one of the things that I would really love to do. If anyone out there listening has a lot of money and you want to go, you know what, I, I want to do something good for the world, I want to mm-hmm. build a not-for-profit that uh, basically does this kind of analysis, looks at you know the media coverage, uh, looks at how balanced it is, looks how it maps against what people really care about, Really doing a media transparency thing. Some of those things already exist, but um, I think we can do a better job, particularly in this country, because we don't have much of that in Australia. Mm. Anyway, that's what Americans care about. Uh, Immigration, which is strange. And I think, you know, immigration is used traditionally by right-wing governments um, all around the world. In Australia, we've been going through 20 years of the same thing. And I think one of the reasons for that is it's a good dog whistle uh, subject. You know, know, humans are biologically designed to be scared of strangers. Mm -hmm. Um, Tribalism. Yes. And it made sense for, for most of human history. The tribe that lived on the other side of the valley was probably your enemy. And they were going to come mm-hmm. and try and take your shit. And they were going to try and take your women. Right. And they are going to try and kill you in the process. So it, it was absolutely logical and reasonable to be scared of the other tribe for, you know, a million years of human history development. And it's been right. hardwired into people. It's a bit like rape and murder makes sense, right? That's, that's the way that humans have always lived. And um, mm-hmm. what we're trying to do now is use our prefrontal cortex to think ourselves out of that and into a more just and humane society. But that takes work and it takes effort. And it's it's really easy to get people just to slide back in, particularly if those people are working two jobs, not making any right. money, they're poor, they're struggling, they're doped up on alcohol and tobacco and uh, 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 what are those drugs that you guys like to take over there? Uh, opioids. Opioids. Yeah, yeah. Oxytocin. Yeah. Uh, oxy. Oh, not oxytocin. That's a good one. Cotton. Oxycotton. That's it. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I like. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's what you told me. Yeah, when you yeah. were. You like to take them mainly though, which I don't quite understand. You said the absorption is better and, and it feels and it's fun. And I. And I asked for your help. Yeah. 
So, Can you just put this yeah. on the end of your cock and then jam it deep into my ass? It's hey, it's not gay. It's it's medical. It's a medical. It's medicinal. It's a medical procedure. It's medicinal anal penetration. I think I've just come up with something new. MAP. <laughs> hey, Matt me. I need some Matt. hashtag Matt me. <laughs> Instead of I need more cowbell, I need more Matt. <laughs> Let's talk about the Pope. Uh, Pope Frank, um, he's, 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 this is an interesting thing. Pope Frank apparently has come out right. and said, ah, Boom. the death penalty, don't like it. Don't like it. No, Ch- for anything. Yeah, no more death penalty. Never admissible. Right. In the view of the leader of the Catholic Church. We are following breaking. Oh, come on, play the story, bitch. Buonasera. Oppure buongiorno, non so. Is he going to sing a song? We are following breaking news this morning. The Catholic Church is formally changing its teaching on the death penalty, saying it should never be allowed. The Vatican says it changed its policy to reflect Pope Francis's opposition to the death penalty in all cases. Previously, the Church's teaching had been to allow the death penalty oh, in rare two cases. Two stories happening. Websites uh, that we are following breaking play. news this Shut morning. Up. Websites that play stories. I know. God, I hate that. I hate that. that. Don't play it until I push play, motherfucker. Fucking annoying motherfuckers. (laughs) Um, They'll make me map them. Now, look, I, 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 what do you think about the death penalty, Ray? Um, I, to be honest with you, I, I've been all over the place uh, with this uh, over the last four decades or whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm going to have to say that I'm against it. I, I really don't. I don't know. I just, it's more of a gut instinct. It's, it's just uh, intuitive. I, I don't have a, uh, a pile of evidence or anything or, or can give you a really good reason why. Just at the end of the day, I'm just like, no, I, I, I can't get behind killing another person. If someone does something wrong, obviously they should be removed from society. But I'm just past the point where it's just okay to kill them. What about you? Yeah, I'm sure we've talked about this on our shows over the years. Like, I obviously don't believe in free will, so I don't believe that anyone has control over their actions. And therefore, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in retribution for actions. Um, And also, I think it doesn't make a lot of sense. So if if somebody commits a a heinous act, the sort of thing that's normally associated with death penalty, uh, rape, murder, um, pedophilia Mm -hmm. in some cases, they they are doing these things because of the way their brain is wired. And they're not going to be the last person whose brain is wired that way. So Mm. to me, what we want to do is we want to, remove this person from society uh, for the short term at least so they can't do damage to other people um and then we want to a try and rehabilitate them to put them back out into society so they can uh, uh ideally remedy the things that they've done in some way you can't bring back a life you can't unrape someone although you did suggest that as uh, you know it's like well you know yes i raped you but now you rape me and they cancel each other out and i said to you i don't right. don't think that's how yeah. it works uh, but it worked so come on uh rehabilitate them but but perhaps more importantly is study their brains and try to figure out is there a way mm. of understanding what caused that in their brain to see if we can prevent that those changes happening in other people's brains or uh, learn how to identify people with an inclination ah. towards rape, murder, pedophilia, or whatever it is, and, yeah. and 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 keep an eye on them, catch them before they do it, prevent them from doing it, give them rehabilitation before they do it, fix their brains, whatever it is. Um, there are a whole raft of incredibly complex moral issues involved in that, but that's for lawyers to and, and, and uh, ethicists to work out. My point is that we want to study these people um, rather than just kill them. You kill them, what have you learnt? You've learnt nothing. Might might f- right. feel good, but to me it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I find it a little bit abhorrent too. It's getting back to the days of 
hanging people in the public square or, or uh, guillotining them in, during the French Revolution. This this desire to execute someone and glorifying their execution, I find pretty primitive and abhorrent. Don't understand yeah. that mindset, but I'm. But but more importantly to me, it's just not logical. It's it's not a rational way to approach the situation. Yeah. I do. I do want to add that. Um, is is. I mean, I stand by my position about being against this. However, I am not with the Bible when it says, "But if anyone should strike you, turn the other cheek." I'm not that much of a tree hugging hippie liberal. Um, if you hit me, I'm going to deck you probably in the nuts. But the point is, um, the Pope. The Pope was, I think, using certain examples from the Bible, or maybe the person who wrote this article or these articles were was using examples from the Bible, but even that to me is too extreme in the other direction of forgiving, 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 and never I I don't know. I, I just had I have equal problems with that. Just like to point out that it, for you to punch someone in the nuts, you'd have to go away, get a stepladder, come back, climb up the stepladder. Um, I would go and purchase or rent a stepladder. It would be worth it. I'm, don't, I'm, and I'm, I'm right now I'm thinking about Tony. Don't go in don't go anywhere, sir. I will be right back. I will be right. Uh, about two hours back. I need, but I will be back. Uh, It'll be worth yeah. it. I promise. Yeah. Um, well, you yeah. say uh, that he's using the Bible to take make his position on this, but then again, the Bible suggests the death penalty is okay as well. It's a tricky thing. and. <laughs> In uh, right. in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. So in the Old Testament, Genesis 9, uh, 6, mm-hmm. God tells Noah, whoever sheds the blood of man through man shall his blood be shed. For in the right. image of God, he made man. Now, a lot of people uh, interpret that as being uh, God's permission to give the death penalty. Whoever sheds the blood of man, through man shall his blood be shed. You kill someone, Ah. you will be killed. Um, So, yeah, yeah, there's that sort of death penalty being approved by God um, in Mm -hmm. in the Genesis, Genesis creation narrative. God tells Adam, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For on the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Mm. Which didn't happen. Again, so God lied uh, as well. (laughs) So God is pro-death penalty and you can't believe anything he tells you. But doesn't Jesus, i.e. the New Testament, trump, no pun intended, (laughs) The Old Testament. Aren't we supposed to go with? I mean, that's what we focused on the 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 time that I was a Catholic. All the uh, all the uh, sermons, whatever the word is, I'm trying to think of right now. Uh, pretty much focused on the New Testament. Yeah, that's 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 a story some Christians like to tell. But then in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, in uh, the book of the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus right. says, like, not one iota of the law will pass away until the end of time. And I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So, ah. <clears throat> not you know, you, again, it's like you're cherry picking with the Jesus stuff, like Francis is cherry picking with the Bible here. People say, right. oh, Jesus came to abolish uh, the law. And Jesus never says that. In fact, Jesus says the direct opposite. He was like, no, 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 bitches. <laughs> no, son. Yeah. No, I mean, you got to double down on this. Yeah. You're not being good enough. You need to double down on uh, the Torah. Uh, then, uh, wow. you know, St. Paul, the guy who pretty much invented Christianity as we know it, in uh, his letter to the Romans, he says, But if you do evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword without purpose. He's talking about the government. It is the servant right. of God to inflict wrath on the evildoer. Um, you know, Paul famously said, "Look, obey the government because the government is doing the words of the the law. Fuck, the will of God. The government is doing the will of God. Right. Pay your taxes and obey the laws because the government is good." Now, of course, the, the, the funny thing about that is he's talking about the Romans, who are the people that right. supposedly killed Jesus, and he's saying they're doing God's work because if they right after if that. they weren't. Yeah. Doing if they weren't doing God's work, God wouldn't have put them into power. And they are in power, so obviously God wants them to be in power. Ipso facto, they are doing God's work. 
Um, sure. Uh, at no point, as far as we know, did anyone go, eh, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> Saul, Paul, whatever your name is. Uh, this week. So you, what are you saying, by extension, that uh, the Romans crucifying Jesus was God's work? Of which, of course, if they had, he would have gone, well, duh, uh, yes, uh, the whole point of Jesus' existence was so he could die as a blood sacrifice to the angry God of the Jews uh, wow. to forgive okay. the sins. Uh, couldn't God just, like, forgive them? No, he could not. Ju- no. no, he needed blood. Uh, Keeping it real. Because he- he's old school. <laughs> Anyway, um, good on good on uh, Pope Frank for coming down on the death penalty. It's obviously going to put up. That is American Catholics yeah. are going to be uh, up in arms. I imagine. Have you read any uh, statements from American Catholics on this? No, but I will be on the lookout. But you, but but you make a good point. I mean, he is. I mean, because we all know that the Pope is a, is a politician. This is pretty ballsy. Of the Pope. I don't know if he has his balls anymore at his age, but this is pretty ballsy of him, and it is going to upset a lot of right wing Catholics, so it should be interesting to see what their reaction is. Yeah, uh, I, I imagine they're going to uh, freak the fuck out. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, so the other interesting point to this is, um, you know, the, the Catholic popes have obviously. Not not had a big problem with the death penalty before. He's the first guy in two thousand years to go. Oh, maybe this death penalty thing. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's not so great. Um, right. Uh, so is he saying God's changed his mind? Is he saying the previous Ooh. popes got it wrong? Um, I'd really like to understand how that works. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Pope Benedict. The 16th uh, also condemned the death penalty. So he's, the Pope's not the first. Um, yeah. And John pa- John Paul II also condemned the death penalty. Um, so there you go. So it's not a new thing, but, um, you know. Still balls. It's still going yeah. on. The Yeah. Um, I guess Americans in general, Christians in America aren't necessarily Catholics. What's the breakdown of Catholics in America? Oh. I honestly do not know. I don't know the percentage. You used to be one, right? Didn't you? Uh, didn't they drill these sorts of numbers into you? We're number one. We're number one. <laughs> well, that they did, yes. I mean, we are the one true church and the one true faith. That I got in abundance. Right. But not numbers. Yeah. 22% of the American population are Catholics. It's the largest religious denomination in the United States of America. Uh, wow. The United States is the fourth largest Catholic population in the world after Brazil, Mexico, and the Philippines. Mm. Uh, well, so there you go. Uh, so I, I'm sure that all being good Catholics, um, that uh, 70 uh, million American Catholics will now be uh, protesting the death penalty in all of its forms in the United States. Yeah, absolutely, my friend, especially the Republican Catholics. Your um, brother-in-law, priest, Catholic priest? Yes, Eric. Have you asked him about uh, this? Should we get him on? We should get him on. No. <laughs> We should get him on. Uh, I can certainly ask him about it um, because of the, um, the what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have enough priests. I mean, this guy, I think Eric is in charge of at least two separate churches. Um, they've got him running like crazy. So there's there. I don't know if you've run across, across any reports, but there is a very um, perceptible shortage of priests and uh, the amount of work they have to do now is is absolutely staggering. So I can ask him, but he's pretty busy uh, almost every day working, except for Mondays. And we're not? Come on. Uh... We are, but we're not priests. I mean, we're just serving ourselves. He's serving God. Mm, okay. 
Um, I can't believe I said that. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. Oh, fuck Is he me. still Speaker uh-huh. of the House? I think he was resigning. Chief Justice John Roberts. At the end of the year, uh, right? right? And six out of nine justices of the Supreme Court are uh, Catholics. Well, forget the Jewish conspiracy. Obviously, there's a Catholic conspiracy <laughs> to take over the powers of uh, the halls of power in America. Yeah. So uh, interesting. I should rejoin. Interesting to uh-huh. see uh, how they respond to this. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. All right. Well, that's all we got time for today, Ray. We didn't get to talk about Apple or 3D guns. Maybe we'll do that next week. That's that's yeah. all for our new show this week. Uh, enjoy your holiday. You're going to the beach this week, and if you can get out, uh, you're under you're under flood conditions there in Virginia. Are you going to be able to get to the beach? Isn't your backyard there's, there's, basically a beach at this stage? <laughs> it is at this point. No, there is one river that uh, that used to be a creek that I have to cross, and if I can get past that, I can get out of the state of Virginia. I do not know about North Carolina, but seriously, the beach that we're going to has had a lot of issues. They've had a couple people drowned, and I don't understand this, but the rain somehow affects uh, the tides and pulling people in, so uh, some, some families have been killed. So why am I going to the beach? I don't know, because I've already paid and I can't get my money back. But the the weather on the East Coast has been insanely stupid with rain, and there have been people that died. But I'd rather die at the beach than die in, uh, in the forest. So that's my choice. And with that, I'm going to go out with this song uh, in honor of your uh, holiday to come. Thank you. <laughs>